cliffcentral.com. Welcome to another In Conference with Michael Jackson right here on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Michael Jackson, the conference guy, the change speaker. And we figured here at Cliff Central that if you met the people that I was lucky enough to meet on my travels around the global conference world, that in a 15-minute conversation, we'd really give you something valuable. So what do I love bringing you in terms of guests, business experts, gurus, authors, entrepreneurs, corporate executives who've made good all of those, and rarely are we able to wrap it up into one particular guest, but ticking all of those boxes that I've just mentioned to you is our guest on this podcast platform to you today. I'm going to be talking to Brunt Pretorius, who is a legend, well, across so many industries, really marketing, motor industry. He's been marketing person of the year in South Africa. He's been the automobile man of the year. He's been boss of the year. He serves on more boards as a non-executive director even now in his career than you could possibly shake a stick at. It would take me 15 minutes to mention them all to you, so I won't. Uh, But I will tell you his book, In the Driving Seat, Lessons in Leadership, which came out in February 2013, just a few short years ago, was South Africa's most popular business biography in that year. And how popular is it today? It's been reprinted six times, I believe. I better shut up and introduce you to the man himself, the legend that is Brunt Pretorius. How are you, sir? Uh, Michael, I'm very, very well, thank you. And thank you for the privilege of uh having this conversation with you. It's always such a pleasure to chat to you. So you are a living legend in that respect. Um, I mean, your marketing career, you've seen it all, done it all. It's just the most, you are, you are South African icon, legend. How did you even start in the marketing business? Could we go there quickly? Uh, Michael, I uh, studied at the University of the Free State and did a BCom in marketing and then an honors degree and a master's degree and uh, then joined Toyota South Africa. And uh, really my passion for marketing started at Toyota where I had the opportunity of putting the theory into practice. It was a unique privilege I had working for uh, Colin, the late Colin Adcock, who was the managing director of Toyota at the time, yep. and he gave me a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. It was also, if you think about that timing, I mean, um, I know that you worked all the way through Toyota from se- the early 70s right up until the end of the 80s when you were managing director of Toyota South Africa Marketing um, and having had a number of roles there as well. You know, thinking back to those times, the end of the 80s, the early 90s, South Africa's now coming into its own. Um, I mean, I came out myself in the advertising world from London exactly because the world was planning in those early days to beat a path business-wise to South Africa door. They were heady, exciting times, weren't they? Yes, absolutely exciting plans. And South Africa undoubtedly is a country, you know, boasting high opportunities, but obviously it's also a high risk environment, but it's a marketer's paradise because of the diversity and all the various challenges. I was traveling earlier today with one of my fellow speakers who's also a host on, on this platform on different programs, uh, Ryan Hogarth, who's trying to buy a car at the moment. Now, he and I have spent the last couple of days driving backwards and forwards to meetings. He can't quite decide which brand he wants to buy yet. And he's named 
probably 18 different brands of SUV vehicle that are available here right now. That never happened in the early days, did it? It's become a lot more competitive in that space. Uh, Yes, Michael, because import duty used to be quite high at one point in time, more than 100%. But then the Motor Industry Development Program was launched uh, in the mid-90s, and that transformed the motor industry. So today it is a highly competitive environment, more than 60 brands (laughs) in excess of two and a half thousand model derivatives so uh, South African consumers have a tremendous choice of makes and models I mean you're legendary in terms of what you did with Toyota marketing back in those early days and I know you went on to become CEO of McCarthy's as well and turned that business around do you wish the marketplace was as competitive as it is today back in those heady days of the early 1980s 1990s Uh, The market undoubtedly is a lot more competitive uh, today, and uh, and therefore, should one take into account the intense competition and the the difficult uh, trading conditions at present, I don't envy sort of marketing executives in the motor industry today because it's undoubtedly a a very tough, a very challenging environment. I know that you remain involved with non-executive director positions at a number of businesses, as I mentioned a few moments ago. Um, Marketing is your passion. It's your blood. How do you see the marketing of today against the times when you were, if I dare say, at the pinnacle of your career going back just a few short years? Michael, I believe that the fundamentals of marketing are still the same and, uh, you know, one needs to have the right product at the right place, at the right price, and uh, obviously distribution is a key component. And the personality and positioning of the brand remains of critical importance. And obviously, should one want to ensure customer attention, then exemplary service is a prerequisite. So, uh, sometimes I observe that marketers of today tend to overcomplicate the art and the science of marketing. But my opinion is focus on the fundamentals, earn the customer's trust and respect and love and loyalty, and uh, the business will, con- will prosper. Your your view, Brunt, on the idea of the old-style mass marketing, you know, where television dominated, large media dominated, large radio stations, newspapers, magazines, we've seen this incredible push in recent times to social media. Um, mass marketing has become micro or niche marketing. I hear you say the fundamentals still apply. Um, do you, how do you feel about these newfangled media that have come through, the, the Twitters, the LinkedIn, the, the Facebooks, and so on? Yeah, I, I think it offers so many exciting opportunities for marketers today to follow a multi-channel approach, but still there needs to be consistency. And I tend to liken marketing communication to a conductor conducting a symphony orchestra. Mm-hmm. One has to mobilize all the different channels. And yes, I agree with you, Michael. I think 
the internet, uh, digital marketing has opened up so many, many exciting new platforms. Also platforms for customized, more focused, more targeted marketing. And that may well be why you say you don't envy the guys of today, because it was certainly a little easier in those heady days of the 80s and the 90s before the new century rolled around. But Brunt, you're a business guru. I mean, you serve on all of these boards. You're, you know, you're deeply involved. You're a fellowship, um, a leader in fellowship at the Gordon Institute of Business Science as well. Leadership is more needed now than ever in these rapidly unfolding, rapidly changing landscapes and marketplaces. Do we Are we still creating good leaders in this country in a business sense? Michael, I am very, very proud of the business sector in South Africa and the quality of leadership. I think from so many of the local uh, corporates can be regarded as world-class. There's obviously always room for improvement, and uh, I I believe that uh, quality leadership uh, represents the key to a better future. So it is my passion these days uh, to talk to young leaders in particular about effective leadership and to try and convince them also to adopt the philosophy of servant leadership, because I It is my considered opinion that the only way to earn commitment, the only way to ensure that there is spontaneous engagement is to to, uh, lead in line with the, the philosophy of servant leadership. Just unpack that a little more for me, if you would, Brunt. Servant leadership, how do you best describe it? Uh, If I can summarize it, Michael, I say before you can ask for a hand, you need to touch a heart. So uh, in order to ensure or get to the point where people volunteer their energy and their intelligence and their contribution and their commitment, one needs to care about them and serve them, but obviously at the same time, The results are all important, but uh, the days are gone of uh, autocratic leadership being effective. Hierarchy is, is dead, and it's therefore necessary to earn the trust and the respect and the confidence of the people one is privileged to lead by serving them and by caring about them. Now, if you say that an autocratic leadership style is not going to be effective, here we are right now in the world of the Donald Trump presidency. (laughs) Servant leadership and Donald Trump are not four words that you'd ever find in the same sentence, unless you include the word not and no way into that particular sentence. I mean, he's an autocratic, bombastic leader, my way or the highway. Um, Would you see eye to eye, do you think, with... President Trump? Uh, Unfortunately, Michael, I I have to agree with you. I share your disappointment, and I think it's highly unlikely that he will produce excellent results on a sustainable basis because of his rather selfish, egotistical approach. And, you know, let's just think for one minute about the massive difference between his approach and the approach of uh, our own Madiba, 
and uh, Madiba succeeded in giving us a unifying vision, but Madiba earned our trust and respect and confidence. And I was privileged to have been to his inauguration in 1994, where he said, I'm here not to lead, I'm here to serve. And his philosophy undoubtedly had a major, major impact. And in my view, he was a much more effective leader because of his servant leadership approach. And would you put our own President Zuma at this point in time into the Donald Trump camp? Because he certainly doesn't seem to fall into the Madiba style of leadership. Yeah, and once again, I say it with sadness. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we are experiencing a leadership vacuum at present with our president not providing direction, uh, not providing any inspiration, uh, I say it with regret that I see little evidence of uh, focused, competent, high-integrity leadership, and his lack of leadership ability is affecting our country in a very negative manner, and therefore the trust deficit, the shortage of hope, and obviously, uh, in relative terms, the poor results. Yeah, it's quite a remarkable situation, and thank you for uh, speaking so frankly in, in, in that particular respect. We're not political animals. We're business animals first and foremost, yourself and myself, Brunt. But, you know, when you speak frankly and shoot from the hip, that's the way it's going to be. Um, you know, time is against us. I mean, I, I want to wish you more success if that's even possible because you'd have to extend your CV by another 10 pages to match the stuff that you've got so far. But thank you for all of us on behalf of South Africans everywhere for the stuff that you're doing with developing new leaders. Thank you for not only a most successful career that that shines in lights, but the fact that even now, after your retirement from a full business career, you're involved in developing young leaders. And I wish you more power and more strength. And I'm just going to say very quickly, we have about a minute or so left. If you haven't read Brunt Pretorius's book, in the driving seat, Lessons in Leadership, go get it, because after all those reprints, it's still available in the bookstores, uh, should be available online for you as well. I mean, and if you don't know Brunt Pretorius, because maybe you're too young to know that name, go and Google Brunt Pretorius, a man who spent his life in branding, hell, so much so that he was he has his first name as a brand, which is not a bad thing either. I love it. Brunt, time is against us, sir. I really have to thank you for taking time to do this interview. It's been a, a real joy having you on this podcast. No, thank you, Michael, and thank you for the uh, the privilege. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for a wonderful, wonderful program, and I also take my hat off to you for the contribution you are making uh, and the difference you are making in so many lives. So, Please continue with your very meaningful conversations. Thank you so much, sir. It's an honor and a privilege, and I really, really love those remarks. I, I feel privileged. Thank you. That's In Conference with Michael Jackson. That was Brunt Pretorius, and those are the people that tell it the way that it is. From me and my guest on this podcast, we'll see you on the next program. Thanks for being with us. Cliffcentral.com.